Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I am so happy to have with me Crystal Duku. Now, she is my personal social media specialist. She's also our social media expert on the Author to Authority. We have the Authority Gang episodes on the Author to Authority podcast. She's our social media specialist. And so I wanted to have Ron because there's so much new going on in social media. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Kim. You know, I always love being here and love being part of you know your podcast, working with you and the gang. So thanks for having me on to talk about social media because you're right, a lot has changed. <laughs> So why don't you just take a quick moment and introduce yourself? I know uh, our regular listeners would have heard you several times, but uh, give us your quick introduction for those who don't know you yet. Okay, thank you. So my name is Crystal Duku, and I'm a social media manager and specialist. I started up my business five years ago because I always loved being in social media since the days of MySpace, High Five, ICQ, right? I think it's such a great way to um, bring together individuals and communities. And that's what developed my love and passion for it. And that's what I love to do with entrepreneurs is bring together them and their communities. I am originally from Trinidad and Tobago. I was born and brought up there and I've been living in New York now for the past seven, 16 plus years. And yeah, so that's just a brief introduction of who I am. <laughs> so, Crystal, who do you work with? Because I know that you have a really specific audience that you love to help mm-hmm. with social media with. So I and this took some time to get to this point, but I realized that I love working and I've been focusing on working with coaches as well as with service um, service providers or yes, entrepreneurs that provide services or they have a brand and a message to take out there into the world. So that's who I have begun focusing, working with and within a specific age group between 45 to, you know, 70s. My oldest client is in his 70s. So that's why I said 70s. He is going on strongly. Well, that is awesome, Crystal. And I love the fact that you really um, have your target market and you know who your target market is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one thing about being an authority is knowing who it is that you really want to work with. So, yes, definitely. And you know what, Kim, you, you're the one 
that actually helped me get there and work work on that. And, you know, so thank you for that, because when we started working um, over a year ago together and, you you know, you've also helped me learn about niching down because we can't help everyone, no. you know. As entrepreneurs, we have to figure out who we love and who really connects with us and then niche down there. So thank you. I always thank you for that. (laughs) Well, I've learned so much from you, too. So let's get into the meat today, because I know we've got uh, a couple of people watching on the Facebook Live as as we record this. So (laughs) if you're listening to the podcast, join us on social media. Come find me, Kim Thompson Pinder. I'm the only one. Because if you want a sneak peek of all the episodes, we're we're recording the episodes on Facebook Lives. Mm -hmm. And so you'll be able to get a sneak peek month, two months before everyone else. And our other authority gang member, Carol Boston, is just uh, said, hello, ladies. Carol, we love you. You're our authority gang member. We love you so much. (laughs) So, Crystal, you've come today prepared to share what's new in social media. So I'm going to let you loose because I'm sure there's lots that you've got to share with us. Yes, definitely. So social media is something that is not going away. You know, people have a love-hate relationship with it. And my recommendation these days is that, you know what, if you're on the hate end of it, you definitely want to start having a love relationship with social media, because as we move into, you know, more and more of it, it's something that that's not going away. And it's something that's evolving. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as someone who's building up their brand, it is very important that you embrace these trends that are coming up. So for instance, Everyone for the past year, whether or not you liked it, you were forced to get, if you wanted to remain visible and you wanted to remain relevant, you were forced to get on social media because that's where everyone was congregating. And as a result, there's been a lot of trends that have developed that are going full force into 2021. And one of the main things is exactly what we're doing, lives, Facebook lives or Instagram lives, or if you have the access to do it, LinkedIn lives, right? People, there has been, and I made a little bit of notes here. So if I look down, it's because I just want to make sure I get the the numbers correct. I got this from a few different um, social media companies that I follow, like HubSpot and um, Sprout as well. But based off of the research that they have done, 82% of people that are, in, that are engaging in social media prefer live videos. So oh. yeah. Right. So, you know, for so for kudos to you, kudos to Carol, who's been <laughs> working her lives. People prefer live videos. And the reason is, is because right now that's our form of interaction. Everyone is you're able to really get on there and really connect with your audience. If someone is on the chat while you're on it, you know, you can engage, you can you can connect with them. And it also is real time. Mm-hmm. So that is something if you aren't, if you are a business owner or you are you are an entrepreneur and you like to be behind the scenes right now, it is worth it getting involved in live videos. And you know what? Practice makes perfect. You might think, oh my gosh, but I'm not good. You know what I always say, and I'm, I'm going to give a couple of recommendations too, is that if you are nervous, so if you are scared about getting on live, 
practice. You can go on your Facebook Live, change the setting to only you so that yeah. nobody else can see it. And you practice and you watch it back so that you can feel comfortable. Or you know what? You just get on there because practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think people connect with the human aspect of us sometimes. So a lot of times, if you show that vulnerable side, people connect with you as well. But if what I always say, especially if you're talking about your products or your services or sharing information, practice, but definitely live videos is something you want to do since that is what is really going to keep increasing and people are responding to it a lot. So I'm going to stop you there for one second. So a couple of points there. First of all, you know, people think oh, I'm going to do this Facebook live and, and thousands of people are going to see me. And if I mess up, I've ruined my life. When you first start doing Facebook Lives, you might only get a couple of people see you, and they're probably people who really love you in the first place. So if you mess up, nobody's going to to say anything. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Chantel. Chantel, hey, hey, thanks for being on today. And you are right. Practice does make perfect. And I think something else, too, that makes it a little bit easier is do it with someone else. Because it's really hard when you're just sitting there staring at a camera trying to talk to it. But Mm -hmm. when you've got somebody else on with you, you Mm -hmm. can have a conversation so you you can feed off of each other. And I think that makes starting to do Facebook Lives easier. Yes, definitely. That's a good point. Yeah, and enjoy it like oh guests guests live on somebody someone else's pages page so that you get comfortable on it. But it's definitely something like you have to learn nowadays to get comfortable being on camera. Mm-hmm. And like you did, make some notes. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and the nice thing is, is if you've got a laptop, like I can, I can put my notes, you can't see my hands here, here's my hands. But what you want to do is, you know, you can put some notes actually on your screen. Yes. So that, you you know, you're not looking down, you're not looking side to side, you know, if you've got an extra monitor, you're not looking off to the side there, you can actually just put some notes right in front of you so that you can be doing it. And it looks really natural. Yes, definitely. All right. What's next, my friend? So the next one is the infamous stories, right? That yes, so stories, and they they refer to that as short term content because they last twenty four hours, right? But if you notice, there's a lot more people that are on stories that are using stories now. Instagram has it, Facebook has stories, even LinkedIn has stories. It was first; it's the concept that came from Snapchat where you go on and you just post something and in 24 hours it disappears. Now you have that on these platforms. And the reason why it's good is because it allows you to really give your it, it, engagement is higher. If you were to look at how many people view your stories as opposed to how many people engage with your content on your feed, mm-hmm. stories are always higher because they're right there in front of the audience eyes. So whereas the algorithm sometimes limit who can see what you post. And once you follow someone or once someone follows you, once your stories goes up, they can see mm-hmm. right away flashing across that banner, right? You have a better chance of really catching their eyes. So that's why you, stories are important to create content that's really quick, that really catches their eyes. Something that, you know, a little background about, you know, you getting on, and talking about something or just showing 
showing who you are in a casual environment because it really allows, again, your audience to see the behind the scenes. You know, we always love all those BTS footage, right? Mm -hmm. When people are creating movies or they're doing different events, you love the BTS scenes because it kind of humanizes it a lot more. And that's the same thing your stories do. And then you use it as an entrepreneur to really give sneak peeks Mm -hmm. to what's happening behind the scenes so people have a lot more to look forward to and and so that's something you want to start to learn to utilize Mm -hmm. as well because that's that's definitely going to keep increasing along with the reels or you know my favorite tiktok which i i I guess i have to learn to love because it seems like everything i was researching they keep saying tiktok here to stay but the next thing that goes with that is this the short little Mm-hmm. Um, reels or or videos that you can put together videos or snapshots and that allows you to keep get your audience's attention really quickly so mm-hmm. those two things are another two things that are really coming up and that's new that is just something that entrepreneurs have to get accustomed getting comfortable behind as well i think something that's important is also recognizing that you can't be on every social media and be strong on every social media. Exactly. So, you know, even though something new has come out, it may not necessarily be the right thing for you and your business. Right. Maybe talk about that a little bit. And that's a good point because so in my research, Facebook is still the number one social media platform. As much as people think like, you know, the younger generation at the age that I can say that now, um, (laughs) they're like, oh, Facebook, who uses that? It's actually still the platform that most users are on. Now, if you have a younger audience, right? So there's two things. You have to figure out where your audience is and show up on that platform. So if you are catering to a younger audience, you know, what is it, Gen Z? Whatever that age, whatever that one is, right? That Gen Z or the younger younger group, and that is your target market, then you do have to get on stuff like TikTok and Snapchat because that's where they're hanging out. If once you do your research and you figure figure out where your audience is hanging out, that's where you want to go. But case the number one thing that stood out was that Facebook is still the largest platform with the largest amount of users. So I always recommend that if, especially if your target market is that millennial and above group, you want to get into, you want to make sure that you have that, your Facebook going, Mm -hmm. Facebook and learning to utilize it because you can do so many different things with Facebook. It is there. There's the most amount of users on there and you perfect that. And to that point, Kim, that's always the most important thing because you can try to be on five platforms. It's time consuming and you you really, you get burnt out and you decide that I don't want to do this. And then it, you defeat the purpose. So getting on the platform that works for you as well as your audience is the most important thing. Perfect that. And then you you move on to, okay, let me see where the second platform is that my audience is on. Let me move to that. And then you move into like a system with that. Yes, work out one first and get your messaging clear on, on, that, on that particular platform. 
Well, and I think too, if you get really strong on one platform and you start getting results and you start, you know, you're getting a lot of clients and business from that one platform because you've built it so strong, you now can afford to pay someone like Crystal, who's like an amazing social media manager. You know, me, Crystal, Samantha, we all love the authority gang loves Crystal. Like she's our social media go-to person. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can, you can then afford to Mm -hmm. pay someone like Crystal that will help you get onto all the other platforms that you need to be on. But if you've got one strong presence, right? Like to me, anyway, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, it seems that you're better to have one really good, strong platform Mm -hmm. than five weak ones. Yes, definitely. Definitely. You're completely correct on that because you, you direct your audience where to go. Right. Because if you're growing that one strong platform and you're really developing a strong following there, if if you talk to someone that's not on a platform, you can be like, well, you find me on here. This is where I'm thriving. And then you guess what? When you grow that one big platform, when you decide to transfer and now take on another platform, you already have a great following that you can ask them, hey, come follow me on here now. I have this page because you've already amassed those that amount instead of having a few here, a few there, a few there without any type of engagement. And one of the things to add too is that you definitely want to pay attention to your engagement level. As this year, you want to make sure that your content as well in social media engagement is still the key because you can have, and Kimmy and I talk about this all the time, you can have a lot of followers, but a very like a 0.5% engagement, which is not good. Whereas you have smaller followers, but you have 10 to 14% engagement, which is key because that means your followers are listening to you. They are engaging with your content and they're going to bring more people onto you organically. I, I I totally agree. I totally agree. Okay, what's next? I'm waiting. <laughs> so what's next now is the point that I said, user-generated content. So a lot of platforms right now, a lot of companies are looking for user-generated com- content. And what that means is that people who are using your services, people that are responding to your content... They are going to be the one that is sharing who you are and what it is that you're doing. And the platforms now actually love that because it's very authentic. Mm-hmm. Now you can it's something that you can't control, right? So unfortunately, yeah. if someone had a little bad experience or less than good experience with you, that's and they share it. You you also have the opportunity to reach out and and rectify that. And you can always, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we want to take the time. If somebody posts something negative, reach out to them and see how we can rectify it. And you get a chance to flip that consumer. But you just gen- generated content is going to, is is big because people are taking to social media now. They are writing, they are sharing, they are talking about their experience with you, and then as a result. You get to share that and it offers a lot of credibility to who you are and what it is that you do. So if you know people are using your services, if people are using your products, it's a great way to connect with them and ask them, hey, write about it, talk about it. And that's actually going to lead into two other point, my two other points. So that's something. And it allows you, again, to connect with your audience. Remember, social media, social networking sites, right? 
Think about it. Social media is a networking site. So think about how you network in real life. You're just doing it socially, virtually online. So you're getting in there. You want to get in there. You want to interact with people that are sharing and generating your content or your consumers and asking, hey, can you talk about this experience that you had with me online? I'd really appreciate that. You know, you're not coercing them. You're not forcing them. You're just asking them to do that favor and they love you. So they will. Right. And that's exactly their brand ambassadors. Yes. Right. And that leads into my two last points is that influencers are definitely around to stay because again, so if you are able to, as an, as a business, as a, as a business or as a brand, so say you're, um, there's a big makeup artist, or there's a big traveler, someone who has a great following, and you connect with them. They're great to invest in, and you different influencers have different um, requirements to promote it. But it's something to look into for your company because they already have amassed a master great following. It's a cult yes. following. People listen to them. People trust them, right? And they have they've developed that relationship with their um with their audience and brand ambassadors and influencers are very authentic with their audience so they they took a lot of time so they won't just bring anything just for anything's sake so they're they're very particular about what they bring to the audience so once they they you bring that they're going to their audiences they're going to follow follow you or finding them and asking them to be part of your, you know, whether it's your video lives. So reaching out to influencers are a good way to really move your business forward. And they're going to stick around in social media for some time. Yeah. And you know what? We we tend to think, oh, if I ask this big person to help me, they won't. You'd be surprised at how often they they will. Influencers who are entrepreneurs remember what it was like. Yes. Well, don't get me wrong. There are probably going to be some influencers who are just not nice people. Yeah. We're just not going to talk about them. But the the average influencer um, remembers what it was like when they were building mm-hmm. and the people who gave them breaks and the people above them who helped them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a true entrepreneur is a generous person. Yes. And, you know, if you approach them in the right way and, and you show that you can provide value and you may not have a big audience, but you've got potential. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they will do things for you. Um, For example, the first episode of the author to authority podcast, my first guest was Bob Berg, the co-author of the go giver series. Wow. Okay. He is a massive entrepreneur. Yeah. And the thing is, is like over the years gone by since The Go-Giver came out, I've read every one of his books. I've connected with him on social media. I've promoted his books. I've sent him personal messages, letting him know how much his books have meant to me and how they have changed Mm -hmm. my life and my entrepreneurial career. So, you know, when I was planning the podcast and my podcast mentor said, you know, who's the most famous person that you could try and get on the show? I'm like, okay, I don't know a lot, but I I thought of a few people, but Bob Berg was one of them and I'm part of his Facebook group. So I messaged him. The nice thing with Facebook is because I had messaged him in the past, Mm -hmm. when he saw that message and opened up, he can see back through the years where I've messaged him and told him and it reminded him of who I was. Mm -hmm. So when I asked him, he said, sure, I'll come on your podcast. Yeah, you see? 
So because you've, you you built that relationship with him and you were following him and you were giving back to him and encouraging him. And now he remembers that. And yes, entrepreneurs are very giving people and generous because they rem- we remember what we went through when we started building something. Yeah. yeah. So don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? If you do it in a nice way, okay, mm-hmm. the worst that's going to happen is they say no. You do it in a really spammy me, you might see your message on their Facebook page, though they'll probably cross out your name. <laughs> yeah. And, As an and, example of how not to approach them. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, again, it's it's back to that building, that that relationship, right? And making sure that because if if you're going to ask an influencer to work with you, most likely it's an influencer that you have been following who's products or services you like or their messaging you like. So if you're engaging with them, that's why engaging as well is so important because if you're engaged, because you're not going to just be like, I don't know who this influencer is, but let me reach out to them because someone said so. Usually most of us follow a lot of influencers and we like them. We like their content. We're engaging with them. We left comments on there. So by the time we do reach out, and ask, they're like, oh, I remember her. She always liked my the pictures of my dogs. Or there's this one, there's this one influencer. Well, there are two Yorkies that I follow because I have a Yorkie. <laughs> so there's the CEO. One is the, the one is the CEO of this the company, and the other one is a customer of VP Relations, right? And they have their Facebook page and they have like 30,000 followers. And it's all, but I've been interacting with their mom, who is the owner of the account and, you know, building up a rapport. So I know by, if ever there was a time that I needed something, she would be an influencer that I would reach out to because of the, the way that I've seen her build her company, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, which leads back to, you mentioned Facebook, that you joined his Facebook group, which is the, one of the, the final things that I want to say groups, and communities are very big now because it's where a lot of us are gathering and people are interacting people. So there are different groups for different things, right? Yeah. And you that's where you interact. That's where you gather. That's where you support one another. And in those communities, you know, as you if you want to create a community and you want to create a tribe, you definitely want to get that group going with either people that are customers, people that are using your products, people that have expressed interest in your products, you invite them to that group because it's a community where other people share the same interests that you have. And you want to definitely, it allows you to engage better because the algorithm isn't affecting that group because it's closed and it's more of a community. So think of like your neighborhood that you grew up in. That's what you want to treat your Facebook group as. Yes. Where people are, they're engaging, you're leading it. So you're sharing stuff and you're kind of, you're the group leader. So you're, you're, you know, course like saying, okay, guys, this is what I thought. What, what are your thoughts on this? And, and letting it grow and let people feel free in the community. And that's where you get people to start buying into your vision, buying into your services, buying into your products. So we had Carol comment on the Facebook live. She says she's growing her group and yes, she is. And I'm a part, I'm there, Carol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one thing I just wanted to quickly talk about, cause it's an experience that I've just recently had. I was on Facebook and they Facebook put this post asking me to take this survey. 
And so I took the survey and I actually qualified for um, some free business coaching through Facebook on doing Facebook ads. And so I decided to start a new page Mm -hmm. um, called Motivational Quotes for Entrepreneurs. And it's been really great because Facebook, what they did is if I spent $100, they gave me an additional $200 in credit. So that's the thing, too, is sometimes when you get into paid advertising, there's special deals and things you can take advantage of. Anyway, they've helped me. And I've now got almost 500 likes on the page. And I'm starting to see engagement. So I think, you know, when it comes to Facebook, too, there hits a point when you need to look at paid solutions. Yes. Because, you know... In less than a month, I've got 500 likes, mm-hmm. right? And it's been averaging out about 20 to 25 cents per page like. And the Facebook told, person told me anything under a dollar is a really good price for a Facebook like. Yes. yes. And so I'm going to continue with that. I now have that extra $200 that mm-hmm. in ad credit that I can spend. So I know we're around the 30-minute mark, but can you talk for just a moment or two on, on paid advertising? Paid advertising, as you've built up your organic reach um, and you've built up that community, because Kim, yes, you started this group, but you've also really amassed a good following because you've been working with, you know, you've worked with a great audience before. You've you've really added a lot to people and you've brought a lot of stuff. So when you started this page, you had, you know, your following Mm -hmm. coming here and because you've already established that community. And that's great. And now paid advertising is necessary because it now allows you to reach more people that may not have been part of that network. So as you want to continue to grow and that's how they make their, that's how they're able to keep the platform free as well, right? Through people that are, you know, doing paid ads. So in the traditional sense, it's one of the most cost-effective way to market. Because if you mm-hmm. have to try to put something on television or radio or newspaper, it is expensive. Marketing usually is very expensive. But because of Facebook and social media ads now, you can play with some of the top people in your industry with a decent-sized budget that doesn't break your bank. So at some point, it is necessary to start investing in paid ads. And you, you use it strategically. Like you started with to grow the likes on your page so that you can reach more people. And then you grow that out. And then as you grow that to a bigger amount, more people are seeing your messaging. And then if ever you wanted to boost a particular topic or a particular event, then you can also pay for ads for that. So it is... In for entrepreneurs, it is definitely important to look into setting aside a budget that goes towards your ad spend. Yeah, the the Facebook expert said even just five dollars a day, so that's one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, like you know, for that hundred dollars, I've basically gotten five hundred page likes. So it's about twenty cents ish per that's page. Amazing. Like. That's a great return. Yeah, and she said once I hit about a thousand page likes. Um, I can start doing ads just to people in, that have liked my page, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, there, if there's specific things I want to promote, when I hit about a thousand, I can then just do an ad targeted right to them. Yeah, And I, I'm sure you know this, Crystal, but I was so amazed when I was talking to this Facebook expert and I, I knew you knew this stuff, but when they offered me- Yeah, take like, it. 
if they're, I took their course, I get $200. They're the ones that's developing it. So if they're offering it, I always say, take it. Whatever these platforms are offering to you, any type of support, take it because they're they're the people that's working there. They're the people that's developing these things. So you definitely want to take advantage of that. Well, one thing I didn't know because she was helping me working on my targeting um, because I, I'm using this, the motivational quotes for my entrepreneur emporium, right? Yes. So the motivational item. So if you're on the video, like your only limit is you mug, right? Did you know that you can target mugs, notebooks, yeah. journal? Like I did not know that. And, I'm and, so amazed. No, it is. And then when you look at it while you're building on the ad, Facebook is good in that they let you know. They'll guide you. They'll let you know it's going to reach this amount. So your audience might be too narrow. So add these more things or it might be too broad. So and then they give you the meter that shows you where the sweet spot is. Mm -hmm. So you got to play around with it. So they're giving you the best bang for your buck. Yeah. But I didn't realize that you could target specific products. You can and anything, anything you can, anything that it's so specific. It's really fun to play around with that. Once you decide who you want to target or what you, what you want, you can play around and then you can, you can put it in and it, it reaches, it reaches that audience. All right. So we're actually over by a couple of minutes, but I think it's been really valuable. Crystal, do you have one quick thought to leave us with before we close today? Yes. Get on, figure out if you're not on social media, definitely. And if you're, if you're scared, definitely take the step out and get on there or give yourself one challenge, right? For this month or this week or this spring or whatever, give yourself one challenge. You don't have to try to do everything right now. But if you are an entrepreneur and you're really stepping out and you're wondering how to just give yourself one challenge, whether it is to go live or whether it is to post consistently mm-hmm. and show up consistently, just make sure and do that because you definitely want to be on social media and really start growing your audience on there. So Crystal, if people have enjoyed this today, how can they connect with you? So I'm going to, if you're on Facebook live right now, I'm going to get Crystal to put her link in the mm-hmm. post so that you can connect with her. But if you're listening on the podcast, how can people connect with you? They can connect with me at info at imagerymentors.com or on LinkedIn, Crystal Janaduku. And you'll see my name. And again, my name, there's not a lot of Crystal Janadukus. So connect with me on LinkedIn or send me an email and we'll connect from there and send me a message and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. So I saw you on the live. Exactly. And Dooku, D-O-O-K-O-O. Yeah. Count Dooku. It's for the Star Wars fans out there. (laughs) So this has been Crystal Dooku and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. 
it's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.